Hello, my name is Tracy King and welcome to the Humanimal Connection podcast. In this episode, we'll be discussing the important topic of sustainability. What do we mean by that term? And how can we work towards achieving balance and avoiding depletion of resources? We'll be talking about sustainability from the perspective of human and veterinary medicine. So I'm delighted to be joined today by Dr. Simon Doherty, a veterinarian who is a senior lecturer at the School of Biological Sciences, Queen's University, Belfast, and Dr. James Bevan, an academic foundation doctor at Southampton General Hospital. Welcome, Simon and James, to the Humanimal Connection and for joining me on this podcast. Simon, you're a director of Vet Sustain, an organisation whose vision is for the veterinary profession to be enabled as leading forces for sustainability. Could you tell our listeners more about your background and about Vet Sustain? Yes, absolutely, Tracy, and, and thanks for inviting me to be to be part of this podcast. Um, yeah, look, I, I suppose when I was going through vet school, I, I very much was planning to come out the other end and go into predominantly farm animal and equine practice. Um, and, and that's what I did. I, I worked for a while in Scotland and then at home in Northern Ireland. Um, but my career has taken a number of, of different um, dives and turns in different directions. Um, I've spent some time in research and academia. Um, I've spent some time in, in business development and consultancy. Um, I worked for a while for the Department for International Trade. But my real passion has been in and around One Health and sustainability. And, and I guess we'll, we'll dive a little bit deeper into, into what that means. But um, yeah, a bit, bit more about Vet Sustain. Um, look, within the veterinary profession, we've got a lot of membership associations, mainly um, sort of split up along um, our species division. So we have the British Cattle Veterinary Association, we've got the British Small Animal Veterinary Association, British Equine Veterinary Association, and, and so on. And um, with an overarching body, the British Veterinary Association, of which I was an officer for, for three years and, until last September. Um, so I was president in, in 2018, 2019. Um, and what we, what informing Vet Sustain as a, as a body concerned around sustainability, we didn't necessarily want to create another membership association. So, so Vet Sustain is there as a community interest company, divine, de, developing tools and resources and, uh, and working with the existing veterinary membership associations then to look at um, sustainability in the veterinary profession um, and how we can and how we can take that out. We're also then working with other bodies like the Royal College of Veterinary Surgeons, our regulatory body, um, and you know uh, associated uh, organisations like Investors in the Environment. Um, so we're putting these kind of toolkits and resources together um, to help the veterinary profession then um, to become more sustainable in itself and ultimately to help our clients, whether those are small animal owners or farmers, to become more sustainable in their practice as well. 
That's great. Thanks, Simon. It sounds like you and James have got a lot in common with each other. And James, if I can come to you now, you're a foundation doctor at Southampton General Hospital, but prior to entering medicine, you'd worked as a sustainability consultant. You've also instigated the implementation of the Medicine, Climate Change and Sustainability Infusion Project at Southampton Medical School. Could you tell our listeners more about your background and about this project that you've instigated? Yeah, for sure. And, uh, and thanks very much for having me uh, on the podcast. Um, it's great to meet you both. Um, so, yeah, my background, I, I did a degree in chemistry and then worked as a uh, sustainability consultant for four years. Um, and as part of that, I advised large corporates on their sustainability strategies. Um, and uh, it was actually it was a very interesting job and I worked with some great people. I, I left because I'd always wanted to be a doctor and actually kind of thought that I would leave sustainability behind. And it was through med school that I realized that there was a whole load of overlap between sustainability and health, um, something that I wasn't particularly expecting going into it. Throughout, the, throughout my medical degree, I worked on a few projects and uh, to do with climate change and sustainability and, uh, and went and did a, an elective over in Mount Sinai in New York, where they've got a leading program there, which, is, which is, uh, was the first infusion project as such. And they, they, they realised there was a big gap in their curriculum in terms of teaching about climate change and sustainability to their medical students. Um, and rather than introducing specific lectures uh, on climate change and sustainability into an already packed curriculum, they decided to go for this infusion approach, which was adding little bits here and there to the undergraduate curriculum. So not overwhelming medical students with lots of lectures on it and not packing the curriculum more, but just adding little bits here and there to different lectures where, where it seemed fit. And after that, uh, I set up a, a collaboration with, uh, with Mount Sinai, Yale, and a few other medical schools over in the States and a couple in Nicaragua, uh, Honduras, sorry, um, and, and worked on developing this, a, collab a global collaboration in which we give, uh, provide free resources uh, to medical schools in terms of how, in term, these are usually lecture slides showing um, uh, showing the um, the uh, different areas that climate change has has an impact on health. So the idea that you could infuse slides into an infectious disease lecture that would have uh, comments on malaria, and you could talk about how climate change is affecting malaria in these areas. And we brought that into Southampton Medical School and really came up with a strategy of how we could deliver a good uh, curriculum to medical students. So will they come out of medical school as doctors who not only know the impact that climate change will have on health, but also know the impact that healthcare has on the environment. And, um, and we've been doing that by adding, as I said, little bits here and there into the curriculum. And we've had a great, we've had great feedback from the faculty, much better than I thought we'd have, much greater buy-in, um, because it seems that this is really on, the, really on the minds of clinicians and lecturers at the moment. So it's, yeah, it sounds like we're doing similar things to Vet Sustain, so I'm very interested to hear more, Simon. Yeah, yeah well, really. If I, if, I, if I could just jump in, Tracy, because yeah, you, please. it's really interesting that you say that, James, um, and, and certainly we'll, <laughs> we'll pick up more, I think, after, um, after we've finished recording the podcast. But 
Um, we have a, a curriculum working group within Vet Sustain with a number of working groups looking at food and farming, um, greener veterinary practice, uh, which tends to be more companion animal and equine focused. But um, we have a curriculum working group that's working with Vet Schools Council. Um, and it is, you're, you're absolutely right, James, we're taking a, a similar approach with that sort of infusion rather than, you know, I think there is space for maybe one or two lectures in the early years around one health and sustainability as concepts but throughout the rest of the curriculum we're looking at this sort of infusion approach so that rather than sort of force one health or sustainability in there what we're actually trying to do is that as you say that that the kind of trickle approach that where we're doing a lecture on anesthesia we consider the environmental aspects related to that particular topic or if we're looking at clinical waste or if we're looking at you know so really that infusion approach about injecting sustainability and and one health collaborative approaches um right throughout the curriculum is it seems like a, a much more sensible way of doing it no exactly and you get i i found that we get much better buy-in from the faculty with that approach as well um so it's really interesting too that you're doing that as well two different two <laughs> two completely different uh, angles going for the same approach which is uh, which is great yeah, no, it sounds like, you know, what you're doing sort of individually has a lot of parallels with each other. And it's, I mean, I, I don't know if I get, if, correct me if I'm wrong, but it, it sounds like that the approach that you're finding works best is, as you said, Simon, sort of not to for sustainability and, and one health and climate change as, as separate topics, but it's, in, it's infusing it so it relates to what the clinicians are doing. Is that right? Yeah, I think I think that's. I mean, certainly that that's my understanding of 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 what what James is doing with the infusion project. We haven't actually called it an infusion project, but it's it's very much that that sort of piece about about small steps. Even even within sort of leaving the curriculum aside, even what you know, we've we've created um, a greener veterinary practice checklist, and we've done that in in combination with British Veterinary Association, British Veterinary Nursing Association and our Society of Practicing Veterinary Surgeons. And, and that um, checklist is, you know, we've, we've, there's been a lot of talk over this last few years about sustainability and climate change and, and declaring a climate emergency. But what can veterinary practices do, you know, to actually move things, move things forward? And it is, it, it's quite often about taking lots of people taking small steps rather than a, a small group of really passionate people taking very, very big steps. I think if we can get everyone across the board just to start taking some small steps and identifying where there are areas that each and every veterinary surgeon, veterinary nurse, veterinary practice manager in every veterinary practice can start taking some small steps to improve their sustainability then they can, you know, possibly work towards um, some kind of accreditation in the future. Um, but they can then start introducing other small steps along the way. Um, and that's an approach that we've taken, you know, with our, with our, you know, kind of veterinary profession as a whole. But that sort of piece at, at vet school, um, you know, is really important as well. And we're, we're broadening that out. I have some um, sort of fingers in other pies and, and, and certainly um, in terms of working with the Federation of Veterinarians of Europe and the World Veterinary Association, we're also then looking at sustainability in that sort of global sense um, and sharing knowledge where we, where we possibly can. So again, similar to James um, reaching out across the, um, 
the Atlantic, um, there's there's opportunity there for us to share knowledge um, and share this experience of, of how we can all become a bit more sustainable. Because again, there's no point in us just doing this here in the UK. Yeah, I mean, James, was there anything that Simon said there that sort of particularly resonates with you? No, absolutely, absolutely, and it's really interesting that you're also providing is you're reaching out to other other countries or other organisations because you're right. We can't do this as a siloed effort. We're a small small island, and our impact is limited. So by reaching out, we we create a larger impact, and also we don't want to be reinventing the wheel. Um, once some work has been done, once we identify gains that can be made, we want to sh we want to share that with everyone as far as possible. Um, so it's really great to hear what Vet Sustain and you're doing. Um, uh, and you, Simon, are doing. So sustainability is an extremely important topic and many of the general public will have heard of the term sustainability, but they might not actually know what we're actually referring to. So if I could ask both of you, how would you define sustainability and what is actually meant by that term, particularly when talking from the perspective of the medical professions. And James, if I could come to you first, please. Yeah, for sure. So I think sustainability, I like to see it as a fairly broad definition. That you, could, you can narrow it down to all kinds of things, but it really means living a life currently that doesn't compromise the lives of future generations or, in, or indeed our own future as we're starting to see the impacts of climate change potentially affect our own future. Um, within medicine, this has, I like to break it down into two sort of discrete areas, both uh, sustainability and sort of the idea of environmental degradation, or at least, at least this is how we teach it. Um, and so environmental degradation includes say, climate change, pollution, uh, environmental toxins, and these all have uh, an effect on human life through, through many mechanisms. So for instance, extreme weather, uh, events cause loss of life through heat waves, flooding, drought, famine, and, and these can also lead to sort of geopolitical instability. Um, as I was talking about earlier, changing weather patterns can change the ecology of vector-borne disease. And then pollution, we know, uh, is historically, had, we've, we've known that it has an impact on the respiratory uh, system, but as we're finding out more and more, we find out that it has impacts on all, all of our organs. And what we need to understand, so that's sort of the environmental degradation aspect that has, a, has an impact on human health. But we need to understand as a healthcare industry that we have an impact on that environment. So the healthcare industry in the West is responsible for about 5% of our emissions. And so that's equivalent to aviation or shipping. And we often talk about aviation or shipping as having this monumental impact on the environment, but we never talk about healthcare. And that's perhaps because we think that healthcare has this sort of inherent good to it. And we, you know, we need healthcare to be providing people with um, medicines and surgery and all that kind of stuff. But we also need to, as healthcare professionals, we need to understand that we have this kind of paradoxical toll on human health. We, through our, uh, through our efforts to improve lives, we actually have an environmental impact and that has, uh, that has associated with it a cost of uh, mortality and morbidity on humans across, across the world. So with regards to sustainability and health, um, we need to identify, we need to be honest with ourselves and think, right, well, we actually have this impact and, and we need to think about how we're going to reduce it. No, that's great. That, Sorry, James. No, 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 and I think overall, um, you know, sustainability in healthcare means having no impact uh, really on the environment because 
it's only through that that we would, you know, probably satisfy the idea of do no harm, um, because through our impacts, we are doing harm to the environment. And so having zero impact is probably the only way we can be truly sustainable. And I guess this is why the NHS has come up with their sort of net zero target. Um, but perhaps we could talk about that later. Yeah, no, James, that was a really comprehensive explanation. So thank you. Simon, is there anything you want to add to that? Or you know, how do you see sustainability? Yeah, it's interesting because, I mean, I think, you know, if you do ask most of the general public what, you know, about sustainability, or even if you go out, to, you know, to the professions and ask them about sustainability, the, 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 the buzzword aspect of sustainability at the minute is very much about the sort of climate change and environmental aspects. I suppose within the vet, veterinary profession, we've sort of been looking at sustainability in a, in a broader sense since we started our uh, Vet Futures project, which was a co joint collaborative project between the British Veterinary Association, which is our representative body, and the Royal College of Veterinary Surgeons, which is our regulatory body. And we started that in about 2015, um, looking at a vision for the veterinary profession for you know, 20, 2030 and beyond. And I suppose some of that sustainability was you know, sustainability of our workforce and therefore what it meant um, to, to our workforce as, as, as well. Um, what it looked like in terms of economic sustainability, what, what was actually going to be required, um, you know, because veterinary practice for the most part is, is, a, is a, a private, privately funded service. Um, uh, it's not, you know, it, yes, there's some government work associated with it, some public uh, purse work associated with veterinary medicine, but a lot of it is coming from the, um, the, 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 the private um, economy. Um, so there's there, those kind of uh, other human, social, environmental aspects to it. And then I suppose more specifically, and, and there will be crossover with the medical profession, looking at things like, um, you know, the whole piece around antimicrobial resistance. It's maybe, um, you know, not something that we think about as being directly involved with the environment per se, but obviously... For us, you know, particularly on the farm side, uh, where we have a lot of contact, um, you know, with the with the, the broader environment and with soil, um, there there is a piece linked to um, things like how we use antimicrobials. And I know we're going to come on and talk a little bit about um, the Sustainable Development Goals, uh, which were created by the UN. But within Vet Sustain, when we were thinking about what it was we were going to try and encapsulate, we actually came up with sort of six of our own um, sustainability goals. So it was looking at things like diverse and abundant wildlife, net zero warming, a no waste society, um, enough clean water for all, health and happiness, um, both of you know within our profession and and with it within the the public that we're working with. And obviously a good life for animals. So that um, sort of piece around animal well-being, health and welfare. And perhaps for us as vets, not even just kind of getting to a net zero, but actually possibly even having a positive effect on the environment is, is becoming increasingly important as well. Um, so that we're not depleting our natural resources, but we're actually possibly even having a positive effect on how we as vets can work with our farmers and our pet owners and our horse owners um, to actually even have a positive um, uh, aspect on the environment as well. So that that to us is, is what sustainability is about. But in a nutshell, I came across a really nice definition of sustainability from the University of Newcastle, which was simply enough for all forever. 
Um, and it very much embraces that that piece that we're not, it's not all about producing huge amounts more food. Um, it's about producing enough food and making sure that there's an equitable um, distribution of that food um, for all the equity piece and forever. Um, as James was saying, you know, uh, looking at, at, at the impact that we're having on the environment for future generations. Um, so, yeah, that I, I, I always quite like um, sort of finishing off a presentation with that sort of uh, enough for all forever, because I think it's, it's, a, it's a really nice way of encapsulating sustainability. It is, Simon. I think that's a, that's a really important point you've raised there. It's just like it's, it's such a, a simple, succinct message which encapsulates everything, which is, you know, it certainly encapsulates everything that I understand about sustainability. So, so thank you both for explaining that. So, Simon, you've, read, you've led very nicely onto my next question, and you've spoken about this in terms of vet sustain. But could you explain to our listeners what the aim of the United Nations Sustainability Development Goals are? And Simon, you've already explained this in terms of veterinary medicine, but for the benefit of our listeners, how do these goals relate to human and veterinary medical professions? Perhaps, Simon, if I could start with you first, Simon, as you've already explained a little bit about this. Yeah, so look, you know, the United Nations, obviously, in, in kind of, again, sustainability is, is difficult sometimes to define. And, and sometimes the best way to define things, you know, they always say sort of a picture tells a thousand words. Um, and, and there's a lot of graphics. People will be very familiar with the nice colourful graphics that, um, you know, the UN have developed around the Sustainable Development Goals. But by creating the 17 uh, interlinked goals, um, it, you know, they talk about it providing a, a blueprint to achieve a better and more sustainable future for all. Um, but, the, but the actual, you know, the, I'm not going to read all the goals out, but, you know, no poverty, um, reduced inequality, climate action, life below water, incorporating, you know, obviously the aquatic environment, um, uh, looking at quality education and partnerships, um, you know, across the goals and, and that sort of transdisciplinary collaboration, which, you know, ultimately is what we're doing here today. Um, so really, they... they the, the 17 goals in themselves, um, you know, help to define sustainability in a United Nations sense, um, how we can transform the world. And, and different researchers and different actors across, you know, the systems, including med medical and veterinary professions, um, will have slightly different angles on all of these. And, and um, But ultimately, they give us something to work towards. Um, I know that within Queen's, within our academic profiles that are available on the internet now, we're encouraged to kind of identify which of the sustainable development goals we are, our own research and our own work is, is, um, is focused on. Um, but I think from a UN perspective, they, they, the goals in themselves help to to, you know, they help um, uh, people to discuss sustainability um, and, and take things forward. And different projects then will will touch on um, different aspects of the SDGs. That's great. Joseph, I can come to you. Um, in terms of those goals, do, do the NHS work towards any of those goals? And, and if so, you know, which ones in particular? So from what I know of, the NHS don't extrinsically link themselves to the uh, SDGs, the Sustainable Development Goals. However, 
you can look at those goals and quite easily think that that could be a public health strategy uh, set up by the UN. And it's obviously the sustainability, uh, sustainable development goals, but almost each one of them is related to health and either sort of directly or indirectly with just one step. And you could look at them, so no poverty obviously has impacts on health. Um, Good quality education has uh, impacts on health. Almost all of them are directly related to to health and well-being. And so this just really goes to show how uh, linked in sustainability and health are and how we can't have one without the other, essentially. Um, The NHS, uh, back to your question about the NHS, I'm not sure that they explicitly link themselves to these goals, um, but they're a good... good, strategy for the UN to sort of develop that globally. But as an NHS, we've got more sort of specific goals that uh, we're working to. That's great. Simon, is there, is there anything you want to say in response to what James just said there? No, not really. I, I mean, I think, um, you know, I think together, uh, I mean, we're, we're, within the UK, I guess, we're not necessarily specifically working to the the SDGs. I, I, I mentioned, you know, for us within, you know, within the academic context, where we're encouraged to kind of look at where those mm. where those links are in terms of the impact of our research. I, I guess the veterinary profession as a whole is not necessarily working directly to the SDGs. And that, that was part of the reason that I suppose at Vet Sustain, we decided that we wanted to contextualize the and embrace the 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 direction of the SDGs, but make it just a bit more relevant for um, for vets in 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 the UK and and in Western Europe, and that's ultimately, I suppose, why why we came up with our with our six um, yeah, veterinary sustainability goals, which are which are on the Vet Sustain website. That brings us to the end of the first part of this episode on the important topic of sustainability. And we'll pick up the conversation again with Dr. James Bevan and Dr. Simon Doherty in part two. I hope you'll join us then. But for now, my name is Tracy King. And you've been listening to the Humanimal Connection podcast.